The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 229 of the All Dolphins podcast on this Friday, February 23rd, 2024. Omar, what the hell are we going to talk about today? Nothing, nothing happened around here. Jesus. Uh, it's the I, NFL, I, I, man. I, sorry? I said it's the NFL, man. Business as usual. I know. Well, no, I'm joking. We've got plenty to talk. I mean, loads to talk about. First, let's we're going to do the history lesson, we've which we've actually skipped. The past, only yesterday, actually, when we did one podcast, Unite, out of respect for Beasley and Perkins, and not to make him wait a single solitary second to do the history lesson. But right Man, now, that was a good hour and like four minutes of some meaty, substantial conversation, things that I'd never thought about before and, and made me ponder some some different approaches to clearing cap space and handling Christian Wilkins and what do you do with Tyreek? So if you haven't checked out episode 228 on podcast unite with Chris Perkins and Adam Beasley, you definitely should. And you should check out also every episode, by the way. I mean, we've had a really good week. 226 was Richmond Webb. And then 227 was draft analyst Luke Easterling. 228 Beasley and Perkins. 229, you're just stuck with Omar and I. Yeah, man. It's back to us. Just us. Uh, we'll do a quick history lesson here. We we started doing this. I kind of like it. And some, we've gotten good feedback. So draft pick corresponding overall selections in the NFL draft corresponding to the last two digits of the episode number. In this case, 29. And there are three of them. And it's not just in the first round. Because remember, the draft wasn't always 32 picks. The one time the Dolphins picked a player at 29 in the first round was John Avery. Oh, buddy. Yeah, uh, running back from the University of Mississippi in 1998. This was the year the Dolphins initially had the 19th pick, traded back down to 29th, and a guy by the name of Randy Moss ended up going 21st to the Vikings. And Jimmy Johnson told you that Larry Shannon was going to be just as good as Randy Moss. Third-round pick from East Carolina, wide receiver also, and – Okay, it's been a lot of years now. We can we can safely conclude now that Larry Shannon was not as good as Randy Moss. No, I think and that- and every everybody in the world knew that Jimmy was lying when he said it. Yeah, no, but it, unless my memory fails me, and I'm pretty sure it doesn't, the Dolphins made the trade from 19 to 29 before. They knew Randy Moss. Who cares when you're on the clock and Randy Moss is sitting there staring no, at but you? No, that, that's the point. It's exactly the point I'm making. They were never in a situation where they pass on Randy Moss. They moved down before 
Randy Moss slid. So it wasn't like, no, we're not taking Randy Moss. We're moving on the 29th. They never shot a they, – they didn't know or weren't aware they would have a shot at Randy Moss at 19. Anyway, uh, he's not the most impressive 29th overall pick, John Avery, because he didn't pan out. The one, however, would be Jim Mandich, who was the 29th overall pick in 1970, which was a great draft for the Dolphins. Um, played Why was a solid it a great draft role. for the Dolphins? Sorry? Educate me. Why was 1970 a great draft for the Dolphins? Well, first of all, they traded their first-round pick to acquire – this was Don Schuler, Paul Warfield, one of the two. So either a Hall of Fame coach or Hall of Fame wide receiver. They wound up with that draft. I'm going my memory now, so it might not even fail me. Uh, Jake Scott was one of them. Jim Mandich was another one. Um, see, now you put me on the spot. I just I just know off the top of my head, like, the great drafts in Dolphin history. Uh, you, uh, you, you have failed us, 1970. Go ahead. Look no. it up real quick. No, I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Jim Mandich, Tim Foley. Tim Foley, yep. Long traded for Paul Warfield. Curtis Johnson, a cornerback from Toledo. Great cornerback. Dave Campbell. Jake Scott in the seventh round. Um, Naval Char, Char, Charvies, Charvers. Herbert Ginn. I don't know. I don't know these names. Okay, but here's here's the bottom line here. You're talking about three-fourths of your starting secondary of the Super Bowl years. Hall of Fame wide receiver with Paul Warfield and Jim Mandich, who was uh, a contributor on offense as a backup tight end to Mark Fleming and perhaps most well-known among Dolphin fans as the voice of the Dolphins on the radio for many, many years with his great call of, all right, Miami. Uh, he was, I don't want to say Mr. Dolphin might be stretching it, but he is a, an important, important figure in Dolphins history. Excellent. Um Okay. Let's get to the news of the day. Yes, absolutely. So the news of the day, we got Xavier Howard, Emmanuel Lagba, Drew Rosenhaus talking Connor Williams, Andrew Van Ginkle, salary cap set, uh, fifth-year option number set, franchise tag transition tag set. Where should we start? X probably? Um, I think X and Xavier uh, should be uh, – uh, X and um, Emmanuel Agba should be lumped in together. Uh this was not a move that surprised anybody. Um, collectively, we all knew that those were two of the four moves that could be made that would basically recalibrate the, the crisis of a cap situation, the apocalypse, which I know Dolphin fans are like, yay, we got $255.4 million in cap space. Okay, that's cool. It still means you're still substantially over the cap. Dolphins knew they were going to be that. Anyway, um, they've still got work to get done. Uh, Xavier Howard is going to be a June 1st release, which means his money is not going to become available immediately. It's going to become available on June 1st. Now, that means they still got still got some purging to do. Still got a lot of purging to do, a lot of restructuring to do. Um, Emmanuel Ogba, that creates $13 million in cap space. So ultimately, they've got $31 million in cap space right now. Um, I think that what they're going to do is maybe they hold off and wait for Tua and hold off and wait for the Christian Wilkins long-term deal when they get that Xavier money. Maybe they don't. Maybe they address it right now and create cap space. But there are other ways and other mechanisms that they can create cap space. What I find interesting is that no release of Jerome Baker means that there's still a possibility. Huh? You're going to talk. 
They're going to talk. The What was released today were two players that they know they don't want back or they don't necessarily want back. Um, and that was the feeling that Xavier Howard got when I talked to him. Care to elaborate? Or no. no. Okay. Okay, well, we'll give you the opportunity. Well, to me, to me, I, I don't necessarily lump them together because, first of all, while we kind of had to expect X was going to get the post-June 1 cut and Emmanuel Agba, who we, we all agree, everybody in the media contingent loves the guy. He's a really, really nice fellow. Th that was a complete slam dunk. No, no, it's a complete slam okay, dunk. Okay, okay. Oh, I thought you were about to disrespect Emmanuel as a player. Okay. I'm not going to I'm not going to disrespect him other than to say that he became kind of an afterthought on defense last year. Not a super no. afterthought. Okay, well, that's not I'm not being disrespectful. Um and not because of lack of productivity because last I checked he had five sacks in like 170 snaps. Okay, now you're going to make me the bad guy where I'm going to point out that two and a half or three of them were in like in late game situations and blow up. Okay. Uh, we can agree that he was not a fit for the Vic Fangio scheme. Correct. And at his cap number, and when, when he's got no guaranteed money left, it was just an absolute no-brainer to move on from him. And, again, it's not as if you look at, oh, my Lord. No, again, no offense. It's not if you're going to look, oh, my, how are we going to replace Emmanuel Agba based on what you got from him last year? Well, I, I actually – uh, how are you going to replace any of your pass rushers? Because you don't have any right now. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Zip zero. Right. You, you can get somebody for less than $13 million, which is what they say with Agba. Yes. It's a much bigger issue with X because, again, the drop-off between X and the next cornerback on the roster is quite large. Uh, yes. And this is where either – Cam I just Smith. saw a clip of Cam Smith from, from South Carolina where his quote is like a six-second clip where he said something about – Gotta drop the, you know what? Time to drop the. Time to drop, yeah, drop the boys. Exactly, uh, time to drop the boys. Basically, nothing time different. To drop the just, kids off at the pool. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so that would be one possibility. But then again, there's nobody else on the roster who's necessarily Eli Apple. Is not who, here. Free agent. Correct. He's a pending UFA. Caters coming off a disappointing second season. Nick Needham's a, is a UFA. Justin Bethel's a UFA. So he's going to have to be replaced, and he's going to, and it's again when he's right, as his agent pointed out on Twitter. David Cantor pointed out on Twitter, uh, he didn't mention that. I'm going to add that caveat: when he's healthy and right, X is a baller. That dude can play. X is and, a great player. Yeah, um, and, I, and I think a lot of Dolphin fans took that for granted or failed to recognize that he was playing through some stuff the last couple of years. Ring of Honor player, Xavier oh, Howard. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to write something in 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 the upcoming days, basically, as a because I, I've done this in the past for other prominent Dolphin players who have moved on, and you look at the Dolphin, the history of cornerbacks. I mean, X is up there. Yeah, no, no question. If if Pat Sertan and Sam Madison are Ring of Honor players, Xavier has, I believe, trumped most of their career achievements milestones. He, no, um, he's, statistically, he's behind Sam. Uh, okay. They both wow. have – yeah, they've already done a little bit of research on this. They both have four Pro Bowls. Sam, however, had four All-Pro selections, first or second team. X has one. Ooh, that's that's a that's a doozy right there, Sam. That's a, that's a big difference right there. The yeah. one area I would tell you – I would make the argument, I'm not sure that any Dolphin cornerback ever had a season as good as X in 2020. Mm -hmm. When he had the 10 picks, he was third – 
in the voting for AFC Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, and the Dolphins were 10-6 and six that year. And he was a ball. Unless I'm mistaken, he won team MVP, which he should have won in 2021, except for some reason media members decided that Jalen Waddle's 104 catches, even though he averaged less than 10 yards a catch, were more significant. But that's a different story. All right. Um, let's get to another element of news, which is uh, Drew Rosenhaus talked about some of his clients. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle is going to go to the market, which means Andrew Van Ginkle should be healthy from that Liz Frank injury. Maybe it's a six-week foot issue that he had. Um, I mean, eight-week foot issue that he had, and more than likely he should be able to pass a physical because Drew is going to be taking bids in 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 Mobile. Um, all, not mobile. In, uh, Indianapolis. In, Indianapolis. But it's not allowed. You're not supposed to tamper in Indianapolis. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I ignore what I just said and ignore what Drew will be doing. Um, and, and, but then he also said Connor Williams is going to be a little bit while longer and it's going to, he, he, after the ACL surgery. So that means he's probably not going to be able to pass a physical for any free agents, free agent shopping. Um, I have been advocating and continue to advocate. I think the Dolphins would be crazy not to re-sign Connor Williams and get him back here. Obviously, he's not going to hit the market and get the $10 million he was seeking previously. I think a respectable two-year deal um, in the neighborhood of what he, he made previously when he signed with the Dolphins, I believe it was two for 15. Um, hey, this this is what happens when you when you suffer an ACL. But Maybe Connor wants to bet on himself. Or, hear me out, or, or maybe Drew and Connor have gotten together and said, let's wait this out. Let's not take a below market value deal right now. Let me work on my rehab like a madman. And because I play a position where there's not a ton of very, very good players, mm -hmm. uh, even if I don't sign until June or even July, close to the start of camp, he's not. He's not past the physical June or July either. Uh, you, are you talking closer to camps? I'm like, trying to, yes, I'm talking about closer to camps. And again, even if he if he's not at a point where he can totally pass a physical, chances are you're going to have a clearer picture where he is in his recovery. Uh, and that's the bet that I'm I'm guessing that when Drew says uh, this might take a while. That's the thing, because if he goes to market right now, you're 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 gonna make an offer bidding on the fact that his rehab is gonna go well, and you're not gonna have to wait for him, or you're not, not gonna be any issues. Whereas the longer he waits, I think the more he can build up his his market value again a little bit. Longer he waits, the more money other teams spend, less that they have that's, to pay you. And that's the balancing act you have to do. And this is where this is where our Connor and Drew talking like. Again, I'm a top five center in the NFL. Teams are going to make room for me if I show them. Unless no. they draft the guy and feel comfortable about the guy they draft. Oh, I, I, correct. But that's all part of, I think it's all part of the big picture and all the mechanisms know, all the, that, that are going on. Exactly. Drew was also on with Joe Rose today on WQAM. And he basically said he's going to have a conversation about all of his players that, that uh, you know, that are basically whether they're free agents or whether they're already have an existing contract, Jerome Baker's his guy, Andrew Van Ginkle's his guy, Robert Jones is his guy, uh, Duke Riley, who's under contract, is his guy. Um, 
what what else? If you name, uh, if you name all all eleven, I am gonna be like I'm gonna be like all all of this. I probably can if you if you give well, me an if opportunity. You look somewhere. If you give me a chance, uh, uh, obviously they got a Tyreek Hill is his guy. Yeah. Um, I believe right. Jeff Wilson is his guy. That's six. That I'm I'm good. Um, Emmanuel's his guy. Seven. Steelers his guy. Eight. Uh, um. Is Melvin Ingram his guy? Melvin Ingram's a pending free. No, he's not his guy. Actually, I have two more left. Two more left, huh? Um, this, no, Deshaun's not his guy. Um, uh, I give you Robert Jones. You did. Uh, damn, I think I'm out. I think I'm empty. Very, very, impre- very impressive effort here. A little golf clap. Uh, Braxton Berrios. Damn, how did I get Braxton? And Isaiah Wynn are the other two. Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn. And he did say something that I found very interesting. He said Isaiah Wynn was like the top. Fewest sacks allowed or no sacks allowed at guard, although he played seven games. So I don't know. I don't know if it was per, you know, per, per, per pass pro reps. I have absolutely no issue with bringing Isaiah Wynn back. Zero. Oh, I don't either. Uh, again, yeah. at the right price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're talking about. million again. Like, um, but the Dolphins are going to be bargain shopping unless they go big whale shopping, which more than likely they could very well go. Um, I expect Chris Greer, and and please mark this down, people, because this is important. Steve Ross is a big whale hunter. He likes the big ticket item. He wants to sell you hope. Resigning Tyreek Hill to a contract extension does not sell you hope. He needs a new item to sell you hope. Who that new item is, who that new player is, I have no idea. But I think Chris Greer is going to go out there. He's already told you he's willing to trade his first-round pick. He's willing to trade anything. And I think he will be shopping for players that might be falling off a tree or might might be positioned to have their contract restructured. The team needs to move on from them. Um, and who knows what he can find and add, just like he added Jalen Ramsey last offseason. So please don't underestimate Chris Greer because he loves to talk to teams about trades, and that's what he's going to be doing in Indianapolis. Yeah, except to me, I'm going to maintain that, again, this falls under the category of you're taking the plunge off the cliff. Yeah, you continue, then trade your first round pick for 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 a high profile veteran. Sure, if you're gonna be a little bit more with a longer term vision, trade back in the trade down with your first round pick, accumulate more picks, and try to build up a young nucleus of talent, which you don't have right now. With with what talent procurement and evaluation do you trust? Wow. So in other words, basically, you you just kind of said Chris Greer sucks at, at drafting and getting young players, but he's very good at spending Stephen Ross's money for big name players. That basically it. Did I summarize yeah, that accurately? Yeah, you covered. You about covered it. Yeah. I, I I mean I do. Here's my question, and you can answer this question. Do you have utmost confidence that Chris Greer will use the 21st pick and find a four year starter for the Miami Dolphins? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. 
To participate, simply fill up an Orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I think they could. And oh, by the way, since since you bring that up, so Daniel Jeremiah of the NFL Network, who's a former scout with the Eagles, maybe another, maybe Baltimore as well. Yeah, I think he because he worked with Ozzie Newsom. That's a good man to to learn from. Um, was asked on a, a did like he did a Zoom media session like he does every year, do two hours. Uh, and this question actually come from from Adam Beasley, asked him like a general philosophy of, for the Dolphins. 21st overall selection and he basically hit exactly what my thinking was and i wrote i wrote about it on dolphins.com bpa not no not bpa not bpa not position need not highest ceiling you need a player who is nfl ready to contribute right now even if the upside might not be as great as somebody else Dolphins are in, in an all-in mode. It's not the time to like, oh, this guy could be an absolute complete stud, even though there's he might take, you know, it might take a little bit of time. That doesn't work. As you ponder the the value of the comment. NFL ready to contribute. So what I'm supposed to take a right guard instead of a player who has more positional value and, and more upside? The idea is if you're upside again, if you took if the Dolphins took Cam Smith with with the idea, give him a couple of years, he's going to be a stud. Eh, wrong approach. Um, I don't think that was the approach. You could, I, I, I didn't say that, and they, and they never said that. They kind of acknowledge with Austin Jackson in 2020 that they drafted him with the idea this was a guy that maybe would need a, maybe a little bit more time. Um, that's the kind of player you don't want. For this particular team, not necessarily that applies to everybody. Um, I'll give you an example. It, it hasn't panned out, and so it's a, maybe a bad example. But Liam Eikenberg, when he came out of Notre Dame, was supposed to be NFL ready. There was there were questions about his ceiling wow. as an NFL player, but he was supposed to be NFL ready. That was the book. Wow. On I'm not making this up, dude. That, those were I know, I know, I know, but out. that was such a horrible example to make. Um, <laughs> such a horrible example. I believe the tight end too was supposed to be like one of the more polished. The one that got traded to the Rams, can't remember. Hunter Long. Hunter Long. Supposed to be more 
you know, polished and ready and can do inline blocking and whatever. Um, that panned yeah. out horribly. Uh, I'm very curious to see what happens in this draft and what happens in, in the offseason before the offseason starts because, one, they got to clear the roster. Two, they got to get some big ticket item that they can sell season tickets with, which you know that's what they're going to do. Um, and three, that the draft, because they're not very good at it. And I'm just, when, when they've got nine top 50 picks, yeah, but they might hit a couple home runs. But, yeah, but is there is their hit rate so much worse? I'm going to play devil's advocate. Is their hit rate so much worse than other teams? The problem the last two years is they had four picks each time. And that's yeah. the price you pay when you go get Tyree Kill and Jalen Ramsey and Bradley Chubb in trades. You're giving up draft capital. And on top of that, oh, the league took away two draft picks for the tampering. For the tampering. Their hit uh, rate is not – their hit rate isn't drastically worse than – other teams, but they it is drastically worse than the teams that are taking the approach that they're taking. And it is drastically worse than the teams that are in a win now mode mentality. Um, it's it is drastically worse than the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Seattle Seahawks. Huh? 49ers. 49ers. So yeah, yeah. And even I think probably Buffalo too. So Ooh, Buffalo's had a lot of misses lately. They, yeah. they had, dude, just look at their first round pick cornerback who was like who was like a healthy scratch quite a bit. Uh Kerry Elam, healthy scratch quite a bit last year when they had injuries at cornerback. Uh, but the success of the other teams, how much of it is scouting, how much of it is player development would be the other question. Mm. Like, like my, I mean, dude, like Kansas City, it's like every player on defense is a rookie or a second year player or a third year player, and they're all studs. I mean, what the hell? They they invested in in groom. And the investment was made. The development was done. The draft. Come on, the, the drafting and the select. Kansas City is a very good drafting team. So yeah, yeah. Although even even then, if we went a rag, was Clyde edwards alaire really a first round pick, worthy player? No. Uh, no. No. And no. They didn't. He, pick he, up he had a really phenomenal. He had a really good rookie season until he got hurt. And then you know in injuries, yeah, because he was a small, he was a small back. But yeah. so, so again, this is where every team's going to have hits or misses. The fact, the problem is again, the Dolphins had four picks the last two years, and that's and if you're advocating again to go trade the first round pick to go get another high profile player because that's what the Dolphins like to do, and it is, um, that's going to be a Part of the consequences, it's tough to build a foundation like that. Yeah, and and understand when you give up draft picks for veteran players, you're giving up cheap players on your roster for four years and the development that mm-hmm. that creates. And honestly, I don't care one way or the other because the Dolphins are just as good at finding undrafted players like Julian Hill as they are actually drafting players. So it's, you know... That, that cater coals, yeah. But how many of those? One, one a year, one or two a year, two a year. Okay, two, well, they're, they're about it, two a year. And they're not to say that you absolutely have to draft. I would love for them to be successful at drafting, at finding the cater coals and the Julian Hills and actually making their draft picks pan out. That would be an ideal world. Unfortunately, we don't live in an ideal world, but I think they'll be just fine. 
Um, let, let's talk about. Can I close the book on, on X and Agba real quickly? Go for it. Because X, because Agba was, by the way, the move became official late the Friday afternoon of the Dolphins releasing Emmanuel Agba. Because it's a now not release, he can sign with any team at any point. Doesn't have to wait mm -hmm. till March 13th. And he doesn't impact. Him. He doesn't impact the compensatory formula at all. Correct. Uh, players released do not count for that at all. Uh, X is going to have till March. Wait till March until he can hook up with another team because his release is not coming until the start of the league year. Um, so. The salary cap, as Omar mentioned, jumped up to 255.4 million. It's a 30 million dollar jump, uh, in part because of the massive media money they made last year, and also because of, because of during COVID, they asked teams and players to put money back into the fund or surrender some money uh, to combat against the effects of COVID and attendance and all that good stuff. They had a surplus. They put the money back into the pot, and lo and behold, there goes your salary cap. Jumping up, the projections had been 242. So when Omar kept talking about the Dolphins needed to clear 51, 52 million, it was always with 242 in mind. So the second they go to like 255 instead, boom, voila, Dolphins have just slashed another 13 million off their cap surplus. In essence, it, it there there are ways. I, while I'm I'm one of the individuals who've played up the apocalypse because it's important, it's real. Um, you are right behind the New Orleans Saints in terms of fiscal irresponsibility and have to purge your roster and restructure. Yes. May I? Yes. The Saints actually, according to our good friends at Over the Cap, the Saints are no longer the team in the worst cap shape. They restructured their car, slashed twenty three million off their books. The team now in the worst cap situation, according to over the cap, Buffalo is Bills. Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The Saints still apparently have forty million dollars to go. Um, the Bills have forty-one million dollars. I think there's going to be something very interesting happening with Stephon Diggs. I don't know what it is. Um, he's basically been percolating, um, and then the Dolphins are right there now at twenty-four point. $8 million in cap space needed. I think some of that accounts for Xavier Howard, which they can't really spend right now. Um, and they're still going to have to purge. Uh, I think the next, you're probably going to see Keon Crossan get cut as well, or maybe restructured because uh, he could certainly come back at a minimum salary base. I think you'll see some lower level guys restructure um, the Duke Riley's of the world. I think you'll see Jerome Baker probably revisit his contract and see if he wants to either go become a free agent or or per, or or return to Miami at a lower price. Uh, I think you will also see, and I this is something we discussed and debated on on when podcast unites. I think you're going to see uh, Tyreek Hill get a contract extension. He's only got three years remaining on his contract. You could add another two years. Give, give him a nice substantial signing bonus and lower his cap number while keeping him the top top paid wide receiver. He's still the top paid wide receiver in the NFL before others get their deals done and jump ahead of him. Uh, you might want to get his deal done and not let somebody else set his market and make it even higher and complicate the situation for you. Justin Just, Jefferson. 
Just a hint. Justin Jefferson. Um, Thank you. Justin Jefferson and then the Cincinnati's Cincinnati's uh wide receiver is probably gonna get his new deal this this offseason. Jamar Chase, yeah. So well, and, and they have T. Higgins as a pending UFA and Tyler Board as a pending UFA. So they they have a lot of a lot of delicate situations to handle at their wide receiver spot. Then you uh, can also you could also restructure a little bit of the contracts of Zach Sealer, even though I'd probably want more money if I was Zach. Um, Durham Smite, Alec Ingold, um, uh, Jalen Ramsey, he might get a new deal because um, Jalen Ramsey is not paid like a top five cornerback in the NFL, and I'm sure that's an issue. Uh, so maybe that gets addressed as well. So there's there's tons of things that the Dolphins will have conversations about at the Combine, whether they can – finagle some C situations to help them create some cap space and take care of their veteran players. We shall see. Um, but so, yes, sir. Yeah. They, cause I'm looking up over the cap right now. They're at plus 20, uh, 24 over 24.8 and 33 over in an effective space, which, uh, which factors in that you have to get the 51 players for the cap and, that you have to sign your rookie class. I don't believe that includes X because the move's not official yet. I don't. I believe that includes only Agba. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's it's going to be able to get done. I, yeah, I, as I said yesterday, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not so sure. I'm crazy about the idea of tacking on more years to Tyreek before you can walk away. Yes, I said it. I said what I said. Um, Okay. And I'm with you on Baker. They'll talk to Baker. Jerome, would you be agreeable to? You're not okay with extending Tyreek another two years. Because right now, this season, I believe, would be the last of the actual financial commitment to Tyreek. And once the guaranteed money is done, a player, give me my money. So you really want to wait to do this? Correct. He's got no guaranteed salary left after this season. You really want to wait to do this with Tyreek? Um, again, how much? How, how much are you going to keep pushing, though? I mean, this—he's uh, a top ten player. Yeah, again, but for how long? But for how long? Ah, good three years. Just a okay. guess. Okay. And I'm not worried about if I extend Tyreek's contract. Um, add another two years onto his contract, then I have him locked up for five years. Three year, three of those years are guaranteed. I continue to pay him at the rate of thirty million dollars a year. Hopefully, if if you know, hopefully, um, I think he'd be fine. I really do. The one thing uh, we can agree, the one thing we can agree on is they're going to do something with this contract because his cap number is thirty one point three this year, and and he's staying at thirty one point three. Yeah. They could always, I mean, but here's the thing. You, if you restructure it, if you, if you restructure it, all you're doing is pushing more money down on future years. And that, that makes it ridiculous. It's 30, it's 34 now in 2025. Uh, you restructure it. It's going to be even worse. It's 56 now in 2026. That's why you need to add more years, but Hey. And, and maybe give me, they're going to tack on some voidable years at some point too. Uh, the, the voidable, I mean, they're, they're not voidable, but I'm only worried about the guaranteed contract and guaranteed money I, and neither. And so talking, but but huh? the voidable years are done to, to spread out 
you know, the, the cap hits anyway. Uh, I wanted to address this thing here because I, I know this is your fantasy. Uh, Joel Corey writes for CBS Sports. He's a former sports agent, cap expert. Love Joel Corey. Yep, I do too. Uh, I always find this stuff very interesting. He wrote a what might a Derek Henry contract look like. Okay. What he threw out, and, okay. and tell me if you if that's palatable to you. Two mm -hmm. years, twenty million, eleven million guaranteed. I'm not paying ten million a year for Derek Henry, and if that's the going that's the going rate for the elite backs. Derek Henry's a well, arguably an elite back. He's also a two thousand carry back. Now, I don't will not argue from the position that he can absolutely help a lot of teams. And I think I've heard the Ravens mentioned this week, and I was just like, damn, that just makes too much sense. I heard Cowboys um, also is another one that's come up. They got backs. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Cowboys. Tony Pollard, let me get spun at the one yard line by a safety in a one on one situation and not get into the end zone. That that Tony Pollard. Wow. Tony great, Pollard. Play by, great play by Deshaun Elliott, but that was some bad piece of running backing right there. One game, one mistake, but it is what it is. I don't um, believe he had a great year either. I'm just uh I'm no, I'm not. I, I'm I wouldn't even pass nine for Derrick Henry a year. Um I'm more in the in this seven range. And and he might look at that. Nobody wanted to trade free last year at 10. Why would anybody trade for you now? Why would anybody sign you at 10 now? I'm not so sure he's not getting it. And, he, and again, he very well, man. I mean, all it yeah. takes is one team. Correct. Yeah. And that would be the player who sits at the top of my list of, of targets. I know you're, you got this going on with him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He changed, he changes the identity of your team. Now, will they do that? No, they won't. Does he change the identity of your team? How much do you focus him if you have him on your roster? And 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 how many targets do you take away from Tyreek? He'd he'd be my physical, he he'd make oh, me a physical yeah. team. Yeah. He'd make me a physical team. And I, I I like a little physicality with my finesse. I want I want a woman who looks great in a, in a dress and who can wear some Jordans and some jeans, like you know, and give you a little get it, give you a little bit of sexy chic. See? Okay. Um, and that's what the Dolphins need. They need they need some duality, not okay. so much not so much finesse, not not so much razzle dazzle. I am not. That's but that's their identity. I'm not I'm not seeing it happening. I'm not saying it would be bad. Not, I don't think it's happening. Doesn't mean I can't campaign for it. To oh, happen. there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else on the agenda? I think no, sir. That's it. And you will be at the Combine next week. Mm -hmm. um, you want to tell the people what day Mike McDaniel is talking? Mike McDaniel is talking on Tuesday, Ooh. which is absolutely most. A lot of coaches are not talking at the Combine, um, including the Mike McCarthy, the Matt LaFleur is not talking, Robert Sala is not talking. Um Gerard Mayo is not talking, but Mike McDaniel is talking Tuesday afternoon, and I will be in Indianapolis starting Monday night. And Chris Greer talks at some point during the um, combine, so hopefully we'll get him. Mm -hmm. And I love those sessions. Mm -hmm. um, but we will be here covering everything. 
doing what we do. Uh, we've got the draft information up on the website. We've got stories. We've got analysis. You know how to find it, alldolphins.com. Podcast is up on every podcast platform under alldolphins.com. Hopefully you're subscribed to it by now. And we will be back on Monday. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.